0: We are interrupting our normal podcast schedules today to bring you a special episode all about coronavirus and how this might affect your fertility. Hi guys, we are doing a joint podcast today. There are four of us, we're all going to jump around and introduce ourselves and have a little bit of a quick chat to reassure you about how you can cope with the crazy that's going on in the world right now. My name is Robin, and I'm from the Fertility Warriors podcast. I am Devin Baeza, the Fertility Finance Coach.
1: I'm Sarah Clark, host of the Get Pregnant Naturally podcast. And I'm Monica Cox from Finding Fertility. So
0: we are all chucking this on our podcasts and our places where we post things because we wanted to jump in together as a team to sit and have a chat to you guys about coronavirus and what is going on at the moment. We're coming to you from a few different places across the the world. We have two people who are primarily in the United States. Monica's kind of all around the globe because she's a bit of a jet setter. Let's start with the U.S. What's going on in the U.S.?
2: At the moment, I'm actually we'll, so we'll you're do Canada. Oh, you Canada? And the U S. Yeah, so we Every we're time. Canada. Shit's no. getting real here. We're like yesterday. We closed down. All well, the schools have closed down in Ontario. We're waiting. We're waiting. So the public. So secondary and elementary, and then we're waiting on Ontario. A few universities have closed. My daughter is out. West, waiting to see if her university is being closed and then trying to get her home. So that's what's happening there. And our prime minister's wife has tested positive for the coronavirus. And so the prime minister is in self-isolation in Canada. That's
3: huge. Devin, Monica, what's going on in the U.S.? So locally, my the local college just announced that they are closing for two weeks, they sent out notices for the school's after-school activities and sports programs that are closed. Local festivals are closing. There's a huge St. Patrick's Day festival in Savannah that's shutting down. Concerts are shutting down. Def- I mean, I went to go buy just normal groceries this morning and was everything was completely sold out as far as toilet paper, hand sanitizer. It felt a lot like hurricane preparation. It was really uh, sort of strange to see when there's no imminent threat, And everyone feels fine. It's really it's it's a bizarre uh, feeling going on
1: right now. Yeah. Well, um, I'm actually in New Zealand at the moment. New Zealand is such a clean country. (laughs) Like already, they're so like hardcore with like who gets in and what you bring in. At the moment, there's no. I don't think there's any real panic here. That like the toilet paper is still on the shelves. I know when we left Hawaii, there was already one case and people were already starting to like freak out a little bit. I saw some videos on TikTok of people like, yeah, like Costco shelves were empty of toilet paper, which I just, I just don't get this toilet paper thing. I didn't think it was like a poo virus. I thought it was like (laughs) a respiratory virus. Um, But yeah, I just think I'm I'm in two folds about it. I think it's good that people are maybe taking a health concern more serious, but two, I think we're just absolutely freaking out about a virus that is on the same lines as the flu. Pneumonia and it's attacking people or killing people. I should say, everyone, anyone can get it, but um, the big threat to that it is people with underlining health issues. Yeah, right.
0: we in Perth, Australia, we are starting to go down the same route. I feel as like the United States and Canada just today our prime minister announced that all like major functions so any gatherings of more than 500 would be closed with the exception of schools and universities but who knows whether that's coming and yeah we've got like you can't get toilet paper you can't get hand sanitizer you can't get like even things like rice and baked beans are uh, like bizarrely yeah like off the shelves and things like that and i definitely see where You're coming from Monica, but I do, I actually, I do feel like this, there's something serious about this. And I know that there's like, I saw a statistic the other day that just showed like, there's so many research papers already out about COVID-19 in comparison to SARS, uh, but there are also so many more media reports as well. However, I do feel like surely for prime ministers and things like that around the globe to take such serious action. I feel like it does mean that there is like a serious element to it. And I know that we look at the, you know, vulnerable people in the society as the people who are affected, but 2 um, to 3% or no, the current fatality rate is for 3.4%, I think, um, which actually can, I suppose, add up to a lot more people. And I don't think, I think, like I read something that said that it's actually really going to hit in August, when it's flu season, you know, when things are starting to pick up in Australia, that Australia is only going to really see a big, huge rise or a peak in August. So I don't think we've yet seen perhaps exactly what's going to happen. And I think obviously governments are trying to work really quickly. Everyone's talking about flattening that curve. But what does this mean for our fertility journeys? A lot of people in the Fertility Warriors support and chat group, they're worried. They're about to start cycles or they're mid cycles. And imagine if you just had a transfer and then all of a sudden it became a frozen cycle or imagine if you were mid like stim cycle you'd paid all this money for medications and then all of a sudden your clinic was like sorry you can't come here
2: anymore so yeah I like Sarah, do you, you've got a statement, don't you? Yeah, so I got a statement from the American Society of Reproductive Technology. So they released a statement regarding fertility treatment or desired pregnancy during the coronavirus outbreak. And this is as of when we're recording this, obviously, on March 13th. I think the statement was issued yesterday, March 12th. And given the information we do have, while it could be wise for individuals with confirmed or presumed COVID-19 infection to avoid pregnancy, there appears to be no cause for alarm for those already pregnant. And then they have a whole other statement there about if you're going through different treatments. So there's a potentially a higher risk of, of miscarriage. Some clinics are postponing.
0: You've got some friends who are in fertility clinics at the moment. And what uh, have they told you?
3: Yeah, I talked. To two this morning, um, both on East Coast clinics that are pretty big and popular, and I won't state any names because I didn't get their permission to do that. Uh, One of them just said, You know, we really don't know right now. We don't have any answers. And then I'll read you what somebody else said because that's the exact question I was asking. You know, I said, People are worried that they're going to have to cancel mid cycle. Uh, is Is that a possibility? Do you really think your clinic would do that, considering the numbers you guys see? And they said, There's no telling. We're doing everything possible to keep crowds low, just told referring doctors that we won't do semen analysis for the general public, canceled other events like yoga support, etc. I think a shutdown could occur if the staff is affected and couldn't provide patient care,
1: I am really struggling with this because I do feel like there's a concern. there's always concern with a virus that can go around the whole world, but we are living in a time where you can literally go around the whole world you know like my life is crazy. I can hop on a plane where whenever I want any day and get to any part of the world and you're you don't realize when you're moving, day to day, even if you're just staying in your community, how many people you're actually interacting with, how many public places you're actually touching, how many different viruses or illnesses that you get daily. I don't know. I, I don't believe there's like this conspiracy theory whatsoever. And I saw this, um, this video of Bill Gates talking about, you know, we are going to get hit one day with an epidemic of a virus because we live in a society that we can move freely about any anywhere and we're just not medically equipped to to handle it. But I think for me that underlining thing is is that the state of our health of our general population health and I'm not talking about just the elderly I'm talking about people our age and younger is that we're all a little bit sicker than we were 10 20 30 years ago so viruses like this are gonna kick our ass because we can't support our own immune systems naturally
3: well and I think that there's two there's two areas of concern here one of them is one of the areas is the actual virus. People worried about getting it. People worried about someone they know getting it and the chances of that meeting something serious as far as their fertility or their health goes. And then there's the concern about being affected by the fallout from this. Yeah. So even if you're not worried about the virus, even if you're not worried about your health, even if you're a fairly young healthy, that's not a problem. Your clinic still might close, you know, in panic Because they don't want crowds of people like the school is closing here, not because they've had any confirmed cases, but just because of, you know, an abundance of caution. And so I think it really closely relates to uh, when we had a hurricane here and there was a power outage in Houston and people's um, embryos were lost because of the power going out. And so I think there's other situations that affect our fertility. And the big question is the unknown the fear. And what do we do with that?
2: Yeah, that's that whole fear and anxiety. And then that's when people start going, oh, how do I control things? I'm running to the store and I'm buying toilet paper because I feel I'm in control there. And then, yeah, with the fertility piece, knowing... At this point, because going down that what if and ambiguity, you know, uncertainty, how do we then move to a place of empowerment to actually help ourselves during this instead of spiraling down, which is not good for anyone?
0: I think is the point is that we can't control like there is every possibility that fertility clinics will close. There's every possibility that you may be in contact with an infected person and then be required to self-isolate, but we can't live our lives In fear. This might be the first of multiple, um, like pandemic episodes. This might just be the way, you know, this is the new terrorism, perhaps. That when we look at mindset, when we look at control, when we look at our whole journey and how we're reacting to COVID 19, that might give us a bit of an indication of how we're like reacting and coping with other aspects of our life such as our fertility journey that sometimes there are things we can't control and yep sometimes things shitty things Sometimes happen, but we can't be ruled by the shitty things that happen. But just like what Sarah was saying, there are some things that we can possibly do that we can control. You can never control the outcome of a situation. You can only control, you know, like the actions that you take. You can control the choices that you make. Um, you can't control the outcome of this. So I suppose like right in some respects to wonder if that might happen to you. You just can't, I don't think you can live your life based on that. And I don't think fertility clinics... I think fertility clinics realize the gravity of what closing the clinic would mean. Um, so, Monica, what were you going to say?
1: I, we had an incident with the Ezekiel virus. Mm. So, when that kind of started kicking off, um, my husband traveled around the whole globe, like literally around the whole globe. When they came back, they were warned. They're like, hey, anyone starting a family, we wouldn't advise it for six months We were like, okay, well, we have two embryos on ice. Does that mean that we still have to use protection? Because we were going to use, you know, go to the fertility clinic. We did. We used protection and we went to the clinic, and they're like, well, um, Emmett, we see you've traveled and we're, we're not going to do the cycle for another six months. And we're like, no, nope, we haven't had unprotected sex. They're like, okay, you can do it then. So yeah, being aware of maybe what your clinic is about to do um, is super important. And being aware of you know what you can do to help you know, if you are planning on doing a cycle within the next few months. Yeah, we were lucky because, yeah, for us, if we would have had to wait again, it would have really sucked because we were literally about to move countries. We planned, <laughs> we had to find this thing like yeah. to a T. a T. Um, but unfortunately, that that cycle ended in a miscarriage. It didn't even, even though we did everything perfectly and we timed it right, we still couldn't control the outcome of a medicated cycle
0: which i guess a pretty powerful story for everyone to hear, like we can do, even if things go right and your clinic doesn't close, you decide to go ahead with cycles. It's not like a guarantee that cycles will be successful. There's never a guarantee that that will happen. So Monica and Sarah, do you see this? um, I guess perhaps, you know, we talked about there are some things that we can control. We can control the actions that we take. Is this maybe an opportunity for people to start looking at, okay, well, how can I address? my immune system do I start trying to be more sustainable and growing more food at home given that you know what's going on at the
2: supermarkets etc social distancing is this an opportunity for people yeah to me it's a time to prepare you know your body mind and spirit so to really if things have been delayed and now they're saying potentially even to get pregnant naturally to potentially delay that if you're exposed obviously if you're pregnant you know the, the, the statement there saying that there's there shouldn't be a risk but to really take this time to work on like why are you dealing obviously we you know we take a functional approach to this so why are you dealing with infertility what can you do to get to the root cause of this, working on your mental, emotional stress, the environmental factors, obviously, that, that I talk about with, and in this case, yeah, working if, if you want to have, start growing your, your own food, but working on if you're exposed to pesticides and herbicides, all those things can impact your, your health. And with the coronavirus, the underlying conditions are it's diabetes and respiratory, respiratory issues, cancer. There's, of course, like, I think five issues that, that will, predisposed that predispose you and have harm. But so there's things you can do to help prepare your body. And then also from a mental emotional side of things, instead of going down that rabbit hole of fear, how do you start to reframe this and, and sort of reacting, you know, because reacting out of fear and worry, oh my goodness, everything's being canceled. You know, my family building has been put on, on hold. How do we then respond and reframe this that wait this is a time for me to then empower myself and make some changes
1: yeah 100 percent. if you try to grow your own food just be prepared to fail epically um <laughs> i am an experienced gardener it's hard as fuck um <laughs> but yeah,
2: i am an experienced gardener and i have not done it <laughs> i'll be ordering the organic box
1: <laughs> it's um You know, I just got a text and who knows if it's real, but someone's saying that a big announcement is about to happen. And I feel like we're on the brink of a big announcement every single day. But yeah, instead of focusing your efforts on toilet paper and hand sanitizer, go to the garden shop and get a bag of dirt and some seeds and, you know, start looking into being isolated and in your own home. And let's face it, we all go a little bit sore crazy. And what do we do? We hop on Google. So, so what are we going to start Googling? You know, like, you know, things that can help you mentally get through this time. I do think it is for all of us old enough to live through y- Y2K, you know, like the world was literally going to fucking end and we got through that right so i do think we are going to get through this um my heart does go out to everyone who is in mid-cycle or was planning on doing a cycle i know the feeling i know the amount of money you you've just spent the time invested but if you are listening to either my podcast sarah's podcast or robin's podcast you are already well and truly taking control of your life and you know just spend that time really focusing on your mental health because yeah it, that's what's going to get you through all the hard times is your thoughts.
0: And this might be an opportunity for us to all sort of do a little bit of a stock take of like what's going on in our lives. If our workplaces close and we can't, you know, get to workplaces and things like that, maybe this is an opportunity for us to spend a bit of time with our partners. Maybe this is a time for us to sit and declutter our house. Maybe this is time for us to get into the garden and see if we can, you know, chuck something in and whether it will grow. But we just have to take it, I guess, one step at a time and ride the roller coaster and just hang on. And I think there's a bigger metaphor for life here in that unex- like shit's going to happen, unexpected shit's going to happen. You know, it's you know, when we have these shows that just pull out crazy things all the time, and we think that seems so ridiculous, but actually life is a bit like that shit's going to happen. Things are going to go wrong all the time um, and it's about how we respond to that rather than how fear-based reactions um, and brash reactions and things like that.
3: Yeah, I think you're totally right, Robin. I would just add that you don't have to trust everything's going to go to plan. You don't have to trust that coronavirus won't affect you. You just have to trust the fact that you will make the best decision in the moment with the information you have. Just trust that you are competent and capable. To be okay.
1: And I think that everyone is going to be affected by the coronavirus. I mean, it is whether you get sick or not, or a family member gets sick or not. I mean, this is going to hit the whole world's economy, jobs, lifestyles for at least a few weeks. You know, hopefully that's the minimum time that this will affect us. But you know, Robin, going back to saying like the peak time of flu season, the other half of the world's coming into summer. So hopefully it will like put a break on this. But yeah, I mean, just being super cautious of or conscious of your health. You know, infertility is a major sign that you are unhealthy. It is not one of those things. It just doesn't happen. You know, the body is all connected. So unfortunately for us with infertility, we're the one who had those genes that that affected our infertility. You know, some people can have the exact same symptoms and issues you have and have babies, but it's your opportunity to take control of your health and your life and, you know, become a better version of yourself.
0: So from all four of us, I think we are sending you all lots of love. You know, we just wanted to drop in with an episode that had a little bit of a chat about coronavirus or COVID-19, and I guess basically from the four of us, send you a little bit of love over the airwaves. Regarding this, does anyone else have anything that they would like to share?
3: I just want to say we're all going to be okay. You guys are going to be okay. All right. Deep breaths. It's all right. And I'm definitely sending all the woo-woo, hippie love vibes your way.
1: 100%. We will get through this and as much as possible, just remain calm and stop buying toilet paper.
2: And yeah, sending you all the love and really it's to... I I think of this sort of thing is to trust your intuition and get centered with yourself. And I know there's like literally the phone is lighting up every minute with things being canceled and things going on. But it's like, wait a minute, like to go down that rabbit hole and that fear just to maybe even just right now might be just a couple times a day, just take some deep breaths and know that, you know, you are whole and complete just the way you are.
1: Yeah, and we've literally just told our beautiful people everything that we probably didn't want to hear when we were going
2: through it. I know, you're like, what? I want to freaking <laughs> yell and scream,
1: that's bullshit. Do that as well. Do that as well for a short period of time.
0: <laughs> so Monica, tell us where our little chats usually hang out.
1: Yeah, so we usually hang out over on the Finding Fertility podcast. We have a little segment called Fertility Connection. It's a talk show. It is the four of us and we have Emma, I can never pronounce her last. Name? Anyone want to chime in? Brodzinski?
0: <laughs> oh what was that?
1: So yeah, we're over there, and we have a lot of fun. We are talking about serious topics, but we um, bring a little bit of humor and a few swear bombs, and we're just trying to bring the community together from a few different you know points of views. We all have completely different stories how we got to achieve our ultimate goals. So you can go and listen to. We have we are now meeting twice a month, which is super fun.
0: Thanks everyone for tuning in today. And feel free, you know where to find us all, any comments, any feedback that you have on these episodes, come and find us. We are happy to chat further to you about this. But thank you for listening, everyone, and we will catch you at the next episode.